You're listening to Mornings with Eric and Bridget here on Moody Radio 89.3. Well, at the beginning of a new year, many of us are seeking a spiritual reset. And one way we saw even our Lord Jesus seek his Heavenly Father is through prayer and fasting. We're going to talk about that today. What is fasting biblically and how do we participate in this with Stan Goldenberg? He's a Messianic Jewish believer and also someone who has studied this extensively and wants to share with us today. Stan, good morning. Thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. I'm so glad to be here with you this morning. Could you just, um, it might be helpful for our conversation, let, tell us quickly your relationship, if that's a way to put it, with fasting. Is this something that, as a new believer, became an early discipline for you? Is this something you've grown into? Just Tell us a little bit about why this has become an important topic for you. That's really a great question. You all are so good with this. And let me say, first of all, like you said, I'm a Messianic Jew, so I grew up in a very uh, traditional Jewish home. And one of the holidays uh, that we have, which is on the biblical calendar, it's not necessarily a Jewish holiday, is Yom Kippur, Day of Atonement. And Jews around the world, and I'm talking about a, the vast majority, will fast from sundown to sundown on that day, usually about 25 hours, a total fast, no food, no water. And I did that. That was a way of seeking God and repentance and prayer and humbling ourselves. And I did that probably from the age of about 10 or 11. Uh, you're not required to till your birth. That's for the 13. But I did that from early on. And so I was very familiar with fasting because of that. But as a believer, my first fast, I, I like mentioned my very first fast as a believer, I was saved one week. And uh, there was a girl that I had been very close to right before I got saved who I knew had been in witchcraft. And every Time I would witness, so I was witnessing to everybody. I saw several people come to the Lord my first week. And I, every time I witnessed to her, she'd get close to praying and she would scream and run away. And I just had a feeling, I didn't know much at that time, that it was spiritual warfare. And I felt, I need to fast for her. Her name is Missy. It was Missy. And I decided, I don't know where I came up with this idea. I did my first partial fast as a believer and I fasted from uh, milk and meat. Back then, that was a big deal for me. And I said, I'm going to do it till Missy gets saved. And that very night, she shows up at the church, at the rally I was at, where I got saved the week before, at the church that night where they go to. I'm at the altar praying. I look up, and there's Missy and her friend crying at the altar, accepting the Lord. And the prayer was answered, so I had pepperoni pizza that night uh, <laughs> to break the fast. But, but then but the, the next major step was I received the tape by Derek Prince. Many of them have heard of him. He has so many wonderful teachings on YouTube. Derek Prince on fasting. And it was just the basics of fasting. And that laid the foundation for much of what I share today. Uh, he has taught it many, many times. And that's how I got going. And I did various fasts. And we'll talk about that as we go in the, through the program. Yeah, that, that is a fascinating early start to your realization about the importance, maybe even the power behind something like this. Okay, so you kind of start with saying, why? Why fast? Is it biblical? Can you talk to us about that? Well, let me, before we get into that, let me say very clearly, Hosea 4, 6 says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And I have talked to numerous believers, older believers, mature believers, and find somehow this area, a real understanding of fasting, is lacking in so many in the body of Christ. And, and so my burden is to, to remove that lack of knowledge. And, and, and I'll mention also by intro that 
prayer, of course, we're talking about adding fasting as a component of prayer. It's not fasting by itself. It's not fasting for health reasons. It's as a component of prayer. So we're just going to focus on the fasting aspect because adding fasting to prayer is like adding a megaphone or an amplifier, a spiritual bomb. So uh, now I get back to your question. Yeah, why fast? Why, why fast? And that is that fasting is the chief biblical way to humble ourselves. Mm-hmm. And the Bible says that I, uh, God gives grace to the humble. So we can get on. There's all sorts of ways to humble ourselves. But it was well accepted throughout Scripture that this was a classic way. In fact, I mentioned Yom Kippur. Most people don't know this. And they think of Yom Kippur as a fast day. Nowhere in any commandment about Yom Kippur does it use the word fasting. It says on that day, you will afflict your souls, which is another word for humble your souls. And the Jews, including Jesus and Paul, interpreted that for thousands of years. We need to fast. They knew that to afflict your souls meant to fast. And I mentioned a well-known scripture, Second Chronicles 7.14, if my people who call by my name will humble themselves, pray, seek my face, turn from the wicked ways, and I'll hear from heaven, forgive their sins, and heal their land. And many people go to that, and they pray, and they say, this is praying for our country, but they miss the humble themselves. And Jews in scripture, like Jehoshaphat in Second Chronicles 20, knew exactly what that meant. And when he had armies come against him, he knew the promises in Second Chronicles chapter 7 uh, that were given to Solomon. And what did he do immediately? He gathered all the people and called a fast to humble themselves. Uh, Derek Prince, by the way, has a wonderful book called Shaping History Through Prayer and Fasting. And he talks about many instances in history uh, that I don't have at my fingertips where a fast turned the tide. So why should we fast? Let me say, so it's biblical Another reason to fast is because Jesus said we would. And in fact, because people think, well, that was Old Testament. So first of all, there's many instances of fasting in the New Testament. And in addition to that, in Matthew chapter, I'll pause it a minute, in Matthew chapter 6, Jesus talks about three things. When you pray, when you give alms, and when you fast. He didn't use the word if. He expected all believers to pray, to give alms, acts of charity, and to fast. And then Even more important, in all three synoptic Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, the Pharisees come to uh, Jesus and said, hey, John fasts, and John John the Baptist's disciples fast, and we fast. Why don't your disciples fast? They must have been watching them. It's interesting that they knew they didn't fast. I just thought of that right now. Somehow they knew, why aren't these guys fasting? We always fast. And Jesus says they can't fast while the bridegroom is with them. But when the bridegroom is taken away, they shall fast in those days. And the fact is, the bridegroom is now not physically with us, and we fast in those days. So those are some of the reasons why, plus all the spiritual benefits. So go ahead, I'll pause. Well, you've already mentioned one of the key fasts, the the pepperoni pizza fast, but there are other (laughs) fasts. Uh, What are... I broke the fast. That's why I broke the fast. (laughs) (laughs) What what are some of these different fasts? Uh, What is fasting and what are these different uh, ways to do it? This is probably one of the most important issues is what is biblical fasting? The Hebrew word is sum, and it's very similar in the Greek what it means. It basically means abstaining from food, not eating. It's almost like sealing your mouth. So it's a, But biblical fasting is abstaining from food for spiritual purposes. 
to humble ourselves for prayer and seeking the Lord. So that's the definition. It is never, ever once in the Bible, you know, you're fasting for, they have social media then, but fasting from something else. Abstaining from other things is good spiritual discipline, but it's not what is called biblical fasting. Sometimes a church calls a fast and someone says to me, oh yeah, I'm going to fast from uh, Facebook for, you know, for three weeks and stuff. Well, that's great, but that's not biblical fasting. So three types of fast in the Bible, very clearly. And this is what I first learned from Derek Brinson that case many years ago. Number one, I'll say the total fast. Total fast is no food or water. That was done in Esther. Probably one of the most pivotal fasts in the whole Bible was the Jewish people were about to be destroyed through the evil connivings of Haman. And Esther was urged to go into the kings. He was afraid to do that. And Mordecai urged you. You can read in Esther 4. Most people are familiar with the story. But I, ask, I want everybody who hears this program to ask your fellow believers, what is the Esther fast? And see how many know. I find about one out of ten know what it was. So she finally said to Mordecai, she said, um, gather all the Jews in Shushan, uh, and I want you to fast for me three days, three nights, no food, no water, and I and my maidens will fast also. Then I'll go before the king. There was a three-day total fast. Paul did the same thing when he first confronted the Lord, encountered the Lord, even the people of Nineveh today. I call a normal fast water only. I strongly believe within the word fasting is used in Scripture without any other qualifier. It refers to only water. There's a lot of reasons for that. That's, that's the normal fast. Then there's a partial fast. For instance, what people call the Daniel fast. Uh, Ezekiel did one for a whole year. Daniel did one in Daniel chapter 10 for three weeks. Some sort of reduction of caloric intake. In fact, one of the biggest breakthroughs, now I don't consider that the normal fast. That's the exception. In fact, the word fasting is never used. I just loosely attach it as partial fast. Sadly, that's the only fast that most churches do. Uh, it's a partial fast. People have never tried the other fast. I urge everybody to try a one-day water fast, just to start with that. But, but the issue with the partial fast is you, certain types of it you can do indefinitely. And I decided many years ago I was going to fast until I got a breakthrough in a certain area in my life. And it was a very mild partial fast. I wouldn't say what it was, but I could do it indefinitely. And it was funny, after three weeks, it was almost exactly like in Daniel, I got that breakthrough that I'm still reaping benefits from today. So I'm not demeaning partial fast. I'm just saying that's not the norm. So go ahead. Yeah, so we've uh, got the total, no food, no water. That can obviously be only a very limited amount of time. you got the normal fast. Three so, days, generally three days max for no food or water. Right, and, and then the normal... Correct. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm yeah. Sorry. So Go the ahead. normal one, that was something we saw Jesus do for up to 40 days. And, and the partial, obviously, is something different. But just talk about just because somebody might hear and say, oh, I, I want to attempt that. You do need to be cautious, right, when it comes. We, we always want people to know, hey, you know, if you've got any medical conditions or things like that, you do want to consult your doctor. You want to be careful about doing some of these harsher ones. But like you're saying, reaping the benefits, you've seen that in your life. But just say a word about just the medical side of it. Absolutely. I'll just physical side rather than use medical, but physiological side. Mm -hmm. And that is, uh, first of all, with any fast, someone's diabetic, they're using meds, they might not be able to do a a partial or even a normal, I'm I'm sorry, a total even a normal fast, but they can do some sort of partial fast. Everybody can fast. 
But when you fast from water only, first of all, you want to drink. When you're drinking water, you want to drink a lot of water. Uh, you might get dizzy. You might get faint. Uh, these are part of the thing. That's why it's important to know scriptures about fasting because that builds your faith. That builds your faith that it's worth going through this trial of fasting because of the benefit that's going to happen. I've done it so many times and seen so many benefits, but I still struggle sometimes when I do it. But the key with the water fast, first of all, you have to be careful breaking any fast, even a one-day fast uh, with water or total or two days. Generally, it takes you about as long to get back to regular eating as the fast. But there's a secret that I learned back in the Army. I could never get past three days, three and a half days with a water fast. And then I read a book by Gordon Lindsay on uh, fasting, God's key to the impossible. He had a diary of a 21-day fast. And what I discovered was after you hit about three or four days, your body just starts to go crazy. I mean, that's where I usually broke it, it because all of a sudden the fat cells are releasing all these toxins. And, and it's just like I felt I can't go anymore. I can't go anymore. What I discovered from that reading is after you pass that point, all of a sudden it gets easy. And Jesus went for 40 days. Afterward, he hungered, because after several weeks, somewhere between several weeks to 40 days, that's not hunger pain, it's starvation. And that's when Satan tempted him, when he was at his absolute weakest point, because now his body is saying, you must eat or you'll die. The thing is, if you ever do that kind of longer fast, and people should either seek their doctor or use common sense as far as how healthy they are, when they do that longer fast, they need to be incredibly incredibly careful on breaking it. When you pass that three to four day point, and people are welcome to get a hold of me through WMB if they want more advice. And I hope you're going to uh, give them some sort of link to the video that I have on that. And uh, let me kind of take, tell one other quick story with fasting is that um, I, first of all, it's the primary biblical mechanism for transition and response in crisis. There's so many events, so many events uh, that uh, many people don't know Cornelius when Peter went and spoke to Cornelius, so the first Gentiles coming into the kingdom, Cornelius was fasting. A Gentile, non-believer, was fasting until three o'clock, and then he had the vision from the angel. But I once was going on my first, on, on, uh, first trip to Israel. i got to be quick. I know we got to wrap it up. Mm-hmm. First trip to Israel, and I, um, I had felt he wanted me to fast for part of that trip. Well, I was in the army. This was going to be all the food paid for, good food. I mean, I was like, I just couldn't hear that still small voice, but he wanted me to fast. And I, I resisted, and I had trouble getting there. I won't go into all the details. I couldn't get the military hop. I waited for days in, in Madrid, Spain, for a hop. And one day I just thought, well, I need to fast. It wasn't to do that. I need to fast. 12 noon that day, God sends a, a Jewish a military doctor uh, in there. I told him my situation. He knew me. He said, oh, do this, do this, do this. And I got to Israel. And I got the message, and I fasted uh, for part of that trip until I felt to release to break it. So, because one of the reasons we fast is flat-out obedience, too. Mm-hmm. God can lead us to fast. But let me let you uh, wrap it up here, and I know we've got to move on. And I hope people really learn to try and study this area and consider doing the other types of fast and yeah. see those breakthroughs. We, we do need to move on, but Stan, we do thank you for your yeah. time. I think one of the important aspects, that, one of the most important things you said is that this is in relationship or correlation with prayer. I, I think we can, you know, there was a year I didn't eat a cookie, but it really meant nothing because there was not the prayer connected to it. It was just, I decided not to eat cookies. That's not a fast. That's not what we're talking about here. There is the importance of fasting and prayer and those two connected together. And then the power that comes out 
through that. So, Stan, we thank you for your time. We appreciate you joining us on this. Eric, can I end with one quick point? I know you really got to go on. Yeah, yeah. But people don't realize Adam and Eve fell through eating out of pride. Mm. Jesus overcame through fasting, which was humility. And I encourage people to look at Joel 1 and 2 about blowing the trumpet in Zion, sanctifying a fast, calling a solemn assembly. I mean, this is so prevalent. Thank you so much for all the time. God bless you all. Thank you for sharing your insight on this spiritual discipline that can be a hard one, uh, but such great information here today.